louder! Hey everyone, I just wanted to address the kaiju in the room right off the top. While recording these episodes, Cameron and I got the news of JDF's passing. This affected us both profoundly, and we wanted to do his legacy justice and dedicate this podcast in his memory. Jason had an incredible career that spanned decades, and his work has inspired generations of fans. With that being said, and with the circumstances of his passing, we want to leave you with this sentiment. It is okay to not be okay, but please tell somebody about it. Now please, enjoy the show. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of Stronger Than Before, a Power Rangers Zeo podcast. This is your host, TJ Bowser, and joining me is my good friend, Cameron Lee. How's it going, TJ? Good to see you again. Yeah, same here, buddy. We are on quite the adventure with this show, or well, starting quite the adventure with this show, and we're going to be going over Power Rangers Zeo episode by episode with a little watch-along and discussion format after. Cam, what do you think about it? I'm excited, man. I uh, Zio is one of those seasons that like aesthetically has always I've always been drawn to. Um, I don't remember a ton of the story arc stuff other than some of the like big sweeping stuff that everybody remember, you know, the six ranger coming in the, the beginning and the end. And that's really it. I know there's some like wacky stuff because it's right literally right before Turbo and Turbo just goes hog wild. So I'm pumped for it for sure. So here's a little bit of info on how this will go and how this will play out from episode to episode. So we will start with episode one, a Zeo beginning part one. We will do a countdown. We will uh, count down from three, two, one, and then we will hit, we will say play. And from there, we will watch along, do a little bit of commentary. And then once that's over, we will transition to a discussion topic. Well, we will transition to a discussion portion of the show where we'll give you a little bit of information about behind the scenes and then discuss what we watched. So without further ado, let's get this baby started. Cam, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, so listeners out there, if you uh, pull up on YouTube, a Zio beginning part one, they're all free currently on YouTube. Thanks to our friends at Hasbro. This is going to be quite the adventure. So don't know if we should do this together with the latency issues. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see how it works. Are you ready? I'm ready. Three, two, Two, one. Play. Such a solid... uh... Theme song, man. <laughs> it's still one of the best openings, at least of like the original, you know, Zordon era. Love Rocky. Adam. I remember this is the season where Johnny Ongbosch really like comes into his own as. Yes. A character. You kind of get to know Rocky a little bit more, too. Yeah. That way, whenever we lose him in Turbo, it kind of feels a little bit (laughs) worse. (laughs) 
we'll get to that at the end of our journey though <laughs> yeah we we uh lose quite a few of the main cast well secondary main cast i guess yes Goldar's design is so damn good. Goldar and Rito both. I, they, I know they like nerf Rito a ton in between this season and Turbo, but Goldar Rito's, is just like such a timeless Rito's design. Rito's brother? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're both Master Vile's offspring. So this like finale, this is a continuation of the last season's finale, which would have been season three, right? Yep. Yeah. So is the command center just have like subterranean base after subterranean base after subterranean base? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's there's there's like uh, uh, got to be some kind of, I don't know, just backup for the backup for the backup for the backup <laughs> of, of Zords, because especially with the Zeo stuff, like everything in Zeo is just stuff Zordon had packed away. Yeah, like, oh, shit, maybe I should use this now. <laughs> it's funny because like we right now we're seeing the uh, original command center get destroyed. Mm-hmm. And then later on in the season, Billy will disappear for a little bit and go somewhere else in the command center to work on other stuff, if I'm correct. Yep. So like there's other places and fast forwarding a couple seasons. Zordon's got other places, not just this, like some places on the moon. <laughs> yeah, well, and like this was like such an emotional uh, like really trying oh. to tug at the heartstrings. Uh huh. With seeing that original command center completely blow up, it's like the first time the Zords got destroyed. Uh huh. Like when the original Dino Zords got destroyed, that was such a like. You know, we've gone I don't know two years at the time. Guitar cues are on point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know I, I'm sure he still does a lot of music for Power Rangers because I know he got hired by Hasbro but Ron Wasserman just knocked out <laughs> so much of the music for this all hail Lord Zed all right this was the this is the the bimbification <laughs> of Lord Zed happened in Zeo <laughs> or happened right before Zeo There's your boy, Finster. It's like some of the last times we see Finster. That's right, because he gets replaced. <laughs> yeah. I think he shows up in Countdown to Destruction at the end of In Space. Ooh. For anybody listening, if you haven't read the... Uh, Boom Studios, Power Rangers comics. They are starting, the current run that's going is starting to tread into the Zeo territory a little bit. Um, they're, they're kind of starting to progress past like season two-ish into the season three territory of the of where the show was. They're kind of different continuities, but it's getting there. And I can't rem- recommend it enough. 
Guys, remember that horribly powerful power source we've been looking for and protecting all this time? <laughs> it's buried. I think it's under that rocks. light pile of foam rubber. <laughs> oh, no. I don't remember. Was this... At the like finale of season three, was the Machine King already introduced and starting to come in, or is this? I like, can't even remember. I honestly, I kind of thought this was like the first outing of the Machine Empire entirely, and it yeah. just out of the blue came after Rita. And this isn't the only time we'll see them in the Ranger universe. Mm -hmm. They're definitely one of the cooler villains though oh for sure i i think because they're like they're a whole empire yeah and they can have you know other generals they could have previous emperors all that kind of stuff there's a lot of storytelling potential that's kind of what the comics are diving into now a little bit they're using original machine empire characters <laughs> the for sale side's great <laughs> Production design's on point, though. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know they throw all the money at the first, like, two and the last, like, yep. four episodes. So do... I'm gonna just going to guess. Do they ride Serpentera? I don't think so. I'm trying to remember. It's either... Because didn't Serpentera get destroyed by Tor? You're right. Uh, the Shuttle Zord? I think Until, like, 20 right. years from now? Or 10 years from now, I guess. With a Forever Red. <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> yeah. This kind of reminds me of some stuff from Forever Red. Yep. Again, Machine Empire does that to you. Yep. We'll see that shot a lot, folks. <laughs> yeah, that's the uh, that's the equivalent of the... Uh, uh, Magnavore jet fighter yes. scene that we saw for three years. <laughs> Beautiful stock footage. I wonder if this was actually filmed at night or they just made the footage really dark. I don't know. They don't do. Um, usually when they do a filter, it's very obvious. And yeah. that looked kind of like, <laughs> like it actually at dusk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like one of the most powerful things ever. I can't believe it survived the blast. Okay. <laughs> it's about to give you a kick-ass theme song. It's very powerful. See? <laughs> <laughs> I love that it like hums. <laughs> See you. See? See? Oh, you're I right. You're right. Right. <laughs> oh, there it is again. The boxes of stuff. <laughs> what was the in-story uh, reason for the Tangus? 
Oh, they're like, I'm trying to remember what, because in the, in the movie, it's, it's from, ooze. yeah, they're from ooze. Um, and they're, yeah, they're from ooze completely. I don't remember. I don't remember how they came in and I don't remember a lot of like the ninja or yeah, me version either. of the season three transfer because the movie was always my preferred. Yep. Ninja power storyline as as janky as the movie can be. Those are like not bad effects. No. For <laughs> that last Tangu with like four <laughs> boxes. <laughs> I do like the Tangu. Yes. Definitely a cooler design than putties. <laughs> yes. My favorite thing about the putties is when they would rarely do the actual claymation. Uh-huh. Uh just because like playing with yeah, you know, their putties. So make them out of claymation and have them, you know, animate them around. Otherwise, it's just a gray spandex. Yes. Maximum effort from Saban. Yes. Wow, look at the effects here, though. We oh, spoke look, too soon. Yeah. Some, <laughs> your MS paint. Oh, boy. That was rough. Oh, God. <laughs> That's rough. Some green screen before they really figured out. You know, uh, on a VHS tape, we wouldn't even care. Oh, right. And wow, look at all this. Didn't Ooze destroy the command center? Yeah, he destroyed at least the interior of it. Here's the basement. I love there's just boxes stamped save. I hope you like it down here, Billy. (laughs) (laughs) See, I always remembered it that that was where they made the White Ranger powers. But I think that was even a different area. Yes, it had to have been. (laughs) I I just remember that scene because uh, Homeboy's like looking from like the uh, ventilation Uh, shaft. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Climbing through the ducts to spy on uh, Alpha. Yep. Alpha's voice actor changes in this season. I think so. I am so hungry. Is it Zeo where they... No, it's in space where they get Alpha 6, right? They get the different... Oh, the super high-pitched one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Immediately nerfed Rito. Just destroyed <laughs> the command center. He's way he realized he's way too powerful. Immediate amnesia. <laughs> I want to know the context for the the Sentai footage of this. <laughs> I don't I don't know how much there is of I feel like they're throwing a lot of American footage at us. Yeah? For this episode. Well, I guess that one. was Americans in the background there, so you're right. Yeah. 
because uh because Rito is from um Kaku Ranger and Goldar's from Zoo Ranger, so they wouldn't oh unless my they did God, some like you're right. Zoo two or Zoo three footage, they wouldn't have. so happy think, they're here for this oh yeah i think this season bulk and skull start to get phased out too a little bit i know they start cycling through jobs like crazy in season three and four to kind of keep them keep them relevant slightly relevant yeah <laughs> didn't they just get their own zords uh in so in the comics they got their own zords like a year or two ago they had like a there was like an in one of the annual comics zordon recruited them for like a single mission and yeah they got uh bulk got the i think it's called like the porkosaurus but it's like a it's like a (laughs) warthog and uh skull got the dodo bird (laughs) that's freaking cool they're great i saw uh somebody did like some actual like art of what the Zords would look like and transformed and stuff. And it was really, I wonder if we'll see some Kaku Ranger villains in this season. I would bet. So just for like filler stuff, mm-hmm. because I know they didn't, there was a bunch of unused Kaku Ranger stuff from season I three. Bet we won't see the cow with the machine gun though. Sadly. No. <laughs> Tinsel teeth. We also got a ton of like the last arc of the boom comics was all Zed background. Mm. He's a original character for the American audience, right? Yep. Thought so. Yeah. Yeah. They introduced him all original and then had to like completely, uh, tone him down and make him a comedic way more comedic like Rita because he too much way too intimidating yeah he's essentially like all like muscle with the skin removed it's actually kind of terrifying oh yeah I he's like the next step beyond Freddy Krueger yeah I I love the design they brought him back recently for uh um dino fury mm. for a few episodes and they revamped the made a whole new suit for it that's right they they revive him mm-hmm. Way to acknowledge your shortcomings, bro. Yeah. I didn't remember them saying that the Machine Empire was more evil or more powerful (laughs) than Master Vile. We can't show it on screen, so we'll say it. Right. Oh, it's holding us back together. So the whole thing reassembles itself, but they still stay in the basement. Yes. 
Unless the upstairs is just a facade. <laughs> Turns out it's always been the like, yeah. it's it's just the den. <laughs> this is where Zordon spends most of his time. What the fuck? I that looks straight that. from a video game. I love the Atari Jaguar. This is exactly what it looks like it's from. Or like a Sega CD. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those old Zelda games. This is a 32X CD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Special. <laughs> yes. Poke the mysterious gelatinous door. <laughs> Rocky's breathing really heavy there. <laughs> Yeah. Does it hurt? <laughs> he didn't scream. It's okay. <laughs> I'm not going to say Oh, anything. it is gooey. Oh, I don't like it. <laughs> this is oh, what Dad, happens. How you replace Kimberly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is what happens when you have a universe where they didn't face Ivan Ooze. Yeah. I'm not properly afraid of goo. <laughs> it was way less of a door and way more of a portal than I thought yes. it was. I love the like Roomba charging station for Alpha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little in Wait, don't we get the cold suits in, behind them? I think that's that's. I don't know. Maybe they show that at the next one. Man, there's way less in this episode than I thought there was. Yes. <laughs> I guess they usually aired these together, didn't they? Yes. Yeah. That's the same with with Beetleborgs. The first two episodes of the, or the first, the very first episode of the first season has basically no content, all pretext or context, either way. Why is the Earth not moving? Oh, maybe they're moving in time with it. Ooh. They're well, that's it. Exactly. That's it. And we got a sweet blooper reel. Man, I miss shows having like the blooper reels at the end of. They did that consistently for basically all of Power Rangers until like really recently. Mm -hmm. And as we transition to the next part of our show, let's take a look behind the scenes. That episode was directed by Isaac Florentine and shot by Ilan Rosenberg, writers Douglas Sloan, and Shitaro Ishinomori. I don't That sounds it. right. I think you got it. Hell yeah. The cast for this episode, Catherine Sutherland as Catherine Hilliard, our Pink Ranger, we'll call her Cat. Nakia? Uh, Nakia Baris. Yep. 
Nakia Barice as Tanya Sloan, our Yellow Ranger. Steve Cardenas as Rocky DeSantos, our Blue Ranger. Johnny Young Bausch as Adam Park, our Green Ranger. Jason David Frank, JDF as Tommy Oliver, our Red Ranger. David Yost as Billy Cranston, the Bass Bitch. Paul Schreier as Bulk. Jason Narvey as Skull. And Robert L. Manahan as the Dude in the Tube. Oh, I forgot they've got a different Zordon this season as well from oh well maybe they did that last season but i'm so used to seeing uh david uh david fielding i think is his name in the, the first season or two uh yeah that's how long have we had uh this cast versus Ooh. the og5 is it or, or six i guess has it been so uh, these guys were rel- were in season three like all right. of them right was it season two was the transition well, when season- did Trang died. Well, she didn't. She passed away in like 2003 or so, but they they transitioned out or transitioned. They fired slash quit. Um, That's right. They they fired. uh, Yeah. uh, Austin St. John, uh, Jason, um, um, Walter Jones, Zach. And uh, uh, that was season two, right? Yeah. And Toy Train, Toy Train. I can never say her name right. I I always feel bad. Um, Trini. Um, yes, they, they swapped out did during the power transfer and yeah, season two, right when the movie came out, um, cat was, was not part of that. She came, Kat she was, was separate. After. Yeah. She was season three. She was the, with, she was with the ninja powers. Yeah. Yes. Cause that was, she, she transitioned out by herself. Like her replacing Kimberly was its own thing. Yeah. I remember uh, that being a story arc it was because it, yeah, it was essentially it was just not her replacing the pink ranger position but the love interest of tommy oliver yep yes which is contentious to this day in the fandom people yeah. don't like cat and tommy i mean the accent ah, she's <laughs> a good looking girl i mean she's we around did... way longer yeah yeah well rocky's taking a backseat here no longer big red but he's gonna be blue that's an interesting thing uh we will see him Sadly, not in Turbo. Uh, <laughs> nope. Outside of a few uh, few showings in the movie. Yeah. Uh, this is the um, outside of... Well, no, actually. Let me try to remember. I think this is the first time we really get uh, Rangers change... Or, uh, yeah, bleh, Rangers changing colors. Because this is the first time that we get a whole new suit. Of, yes. You know, this is the first time that Saban actually made the leap... And absorbed uh, not just the Zord footage, but also the the suits. So to get super nerdy for the non-casual viewers and listeners, uh, this season is based after the Sentai... Is it Die Ranger? Uh, O-Ranger. O-Ranger. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Zeo's from from, from O-Ranger. I can't remember the full name of it, but yeah. So they skipped... Die Ranger and Kaku Ranger and just yep. use stuff from it. So we'll see. There's a possibility that we will see filler from Kaku Ranger in here. Uh, Kaku Ranger is the ninja suits that we saw as the Aquatar Rangers mm-hmm. from the season three mini series. It's labeled as like, yeah, like two and a half or three and a yeah. half or whatever they they end up calling it. But yeah, it's it's enough to not quite be its own season, but it's too much to be a multi-parter episode. <laughs> it's four or five episodes, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's, it's 
it's cool know, nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. I was like, it's its own DVD set. I think I have it on yeah. DVD or, or uh, Blu-ray from Shout Factory, but it's not enough to be thrown in with the rest. Fuck it. So <laughs> we got some topics we'll talk about here, but like the weekly monster, we already talked about the introduction of the Machine Empire, and we, we mentioned how this episode is very similar, just kind of like the way some of the, it's shot to mm -hmm. the Forever Red episode that would come later. Uh, yeah, such a cool freaking villain stable or whatever you want to call it. Empire conglomerates. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the the like villain roster for this season. I know there's a few. I feel like every season there's there's one or two of the villains that I just like can't I can't stand or they just like they're, it's intentional, but mm. they just like it's like nails on a chalkboard when they're in a scene. I know there's a there's a little kid. Uh, I don't remember if his if his his name is no Cogsworth. I think is something else. I can't remember. There's a there's a little kid villain that's like the son of yes uh, yes of he's annoying as fuck. Yeah, I cannot stand that Doesn't character. He have tantrums. I, yes. yes. Yeah, I remember that being like a, <laughs> a, a titular part of multiple episodes, and yes. it's just oh I don't know. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why I don't have kids. <laughs> it's just like that part of that season stuck in my brain. And it's I haven't watched Zio the whole way through, probably since its original run. So this is going to be quite the journey. And it's going to be nostalgic, to say the least, mm -hmm. especially revisiting some of these episodes. I really am more into the Sentai now as I'm older. Uh, I really like the Kaku Ranger stuff. If you haven't listened to the Big Bad Beetle bros episode the cack ranger special uh me and the boys talk about that a little bit and that is a fantastic show and a fantastic episode yeah that was a really fun one we we really didn't dive into uh we talked about diving into more sentai and stuff but um obviously watching an episode or two of o-ranger is something we're gonna have to do yes here because it's it's you know super relevant i mean for for beetle bros it's like when we watched the episodes of b fighter and mm -hmm. B Fighter Kabuto. Like you it helps immensely with understanding like just the creative uh process of making the show. And for for everybody listening, a, a little bit in in the process, this is pretty much how all of the Saban shows uh that pulled from from existing Tokusatsu worked is they would get uh everybody at the production studios in the States would pretty much get uh VHS copies um, almost like dailies from the previous years more or less sentai so o-ranger had come out i think in like 93 or 94 and uh so they went ahead and they pulled that in for uh zeo but the vfx guys the editors they're just getting pre-clipped vhs copies or pre-clipped film reels that are just <laughs> the action scenes with all of the plot basically taken out. They don't have yeah. subtitles, you know, they don't have a translator on, you know, on on hand to come in and tell them what's going on. Um, so we, we talked to uh, Rick Schick, who is a VFX artist for Beetleborgs, um, and also around the same time for the tail end of Zio. Uh, and it was a lot of just kind of winging <laughs> it and figuring out what means what. So watching like even just the first few episodes of Zio because the storyline in Zio is so drastically different than the storyline mm -hmm. in O-Ranger, which is pretty common uh, for the most part. They're yeah. usually pretty different. There's a few seasons like RPM where they 
they get a little closer sometimes. Yeah. Um, or Jungle Fury even. Sometimes they'll the Disney era, they stuck a little closer, I think, probably for for ease of script writing. Mm. But no, O-Ranger is I've seen a handful of episodes and every single one of them was really fun. It's not like Zoo Ranger and uh, Mighty Morphin. No. And even like that's completely I, different. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I love Zoo Ranger and uh, like it's it's really fun, but it's way old. It's significantly older. Yes. Than Mighty Morphin. You know, it was made. I, I don't remember. It was I think it was in the 80s. Uh, it was not the most recent Sentai that was coming out when it when it came out. Uh, unlike, uh, I mean, even, you know, Die Ranger was was more recent. It was in the 90s as well. And, and O-Ranger was pretty much a contemporary to Power Rangers while it was coming out. And you can tell in the footage, um, maybe not so much the like grainy fighter jet footage. But as we get going into the fight footage, you can tell like, oh, OK, they're not pulling from like eight year old footage anymore. They're pulling from like a year ago. They got the tapes. Yeah. And that's and that's something that, again, like you said, we're going to have to look at as some of these weirder scenes pop up is context. And what what the hell? Why does that even exist? And especially with some of these monsters, we're, we'll be able to look through that and see where they came from, whether they originated from this Sentai or like we said before, uh, one that they haven't used necessarily or focused things from. Uh, we haven't seen any Zords or anything yet. This is kind of just an introduction to our main characters and to where the season is going to be heading. And of course, it's a part one, so it ended on a little bit of a cliffhanger. Having the transition from Rita and Zeb to the Machine Empire is a bold move after having our audience just so invested in that story for like three years. I mean, this season did pretty well, though, right? Oh, yeah. I, I think Zio, uh, I mean, we're only we're we're three seasons away from the end of the Zordon era, really. Like there's yeah. there's Zio and then Turbo and then in space. Um, and then they kind of start with the, the pseudo soft reboot of every season is still technically connected, but it's a whole new cast, a whole new theme, all that stuff with Lost Galaxies kind of in between because it's it technically picks up right after in space but they don't talk about it very much. <laughs> Do we transition to TJ and Carlos in this? No, that's in Turbo. That's at the beginning of Turbo? Uh, no, it's it's in a, it's a few episodes into Turbo because uh, the Turbo movie has, has this same That's right, cast. that's right. Um, and... And yeah, there's uh, Tommy goes off to be a race car driver, I think, or a, or a, a mechanic <laughs> or something like, excuse me, they, they theme it into the turbo, you know, race car theme yeah. somehow the same way they, you know, when they pull him back for uh, for uh, Dino Thunder years later, they have him being a, a paleontology professor, even though all he's done in, in, you know, the past seven years or so he was with the franchise was uh, uh nothing was paleontology related even when he was with a dino team they did nothing dinosaur related it's not like i think every dinosaur themed sentai and ranger show since mighty morphin has had some kind of like okay we need to like go find the new zords or the new powers or whatever so we need to know about the dinosaurs and they give little factoids and stuff no mighty morphin didn't do that at all <laughs> tommy knew nothing about 
the dragon sword or any of that stuff other than that it was his robot that he got to drive now this would be historically the last super successful uh power rangers one we could probably call this peak because turbo would take a huge dip yep. and beetleborgs would actually compete with turbo and lead to probably or not lead to but lend a hand to those terrible ratings uh thankfully we got in space the year after and it kind of saved the franchise but i don't think it really ever bounced back to the full potential that it was at mighty morphin and zeo i just remember that around the time that they were promoting zeo that it was heavily on tv there was uh bumpers and ads for it everywhere especially the build to it was pretty immense especially amongst fans and kids at the playground it's the hype was real for power ranger zeo and uh the, the marketing campaign and the toys were just awesome oh yeah well and you know it's it's the same with when they launched the show in 93 they released the toys way ahead of time so that all the kids are grabbing the megazord grabbing the action figures all that stuff and then they can go watch the show because they've they've built they have that built-in hype of okay we kind of know now every year or so a new robot's going to come out new weapons new costumes maybe kind of and they now have that completely built in that they don't have to they don't really have to do much of anything right like it's their they they feed the same marketing machine they've been feeding since 93 mm -hmm. and for this like being a transitionary like season or really a period for power rangers do you think that having or keeping some of that cast from the previous season over a lend the hand to it remaining successful i i think that something something that worked really well in the, the kind of zordon era of power rangers was the constant having an actual transition of power between mm -hmm. cast members every time even if you had to write someone out because they you know they got fired or, or they quit or whatever you still make that a plot line in mm -hmm. the episode um beetleborgs kind of did a similar thing with joe when they changed actresses yeah. they made an episode about it wasn't a great episode or reasoning but they they tried you know they didn't just bring in a different cast member and i, I think something that doesn't uh i don't doesn't carry the same weight maybe uh as the the original handful of seasons did with later power ranger seasons is there's not that direct continuity from uh say dino charge to beast morphers yep. you'll have crossover episodes in there or villains will come back or something like that but it's not like the red ranger is handing over his morpher to the next guy and then they get new powers or something like that and here's a good question for you because you're a lot more well versed in the later disney stuff than me minus probably rpm because i watched a lot of that <laughs> uh is there any other transitions from power past the Zordon era that we see? Ah, there's the closest that there is, because uh, other than the, the, creating the right new Rangers no. on top of everybody else. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, the right answer would be no. The the closest would be um, I think they essentially they found out it's more profitable to just add Rangers instead of replacing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they like the the like what's kind of like the the neo saban era when power rangers was on nickelodeon the last like five ish years they would do uh they would split the season into two seasons and call one like power rangers megaforce and then super yeah. megaforce and then dino charge and super dino charge but like cast didn't Emmerich. change they might have powers change kind of they would usually show some like new american so that's uh, power technically up the same thing but that's kind of like the new concept of uh just taking what you already have and overcharging it yeah. but through that they also transition to the new sentai footage yes yeah often and, and that's especially with with megaforce that's what they did yeah it may have not done it well but i was gonna say if there's between... any atrocity it's the fucking megaforce <laughs> yes and i i will 
I will give it to them a little bit. Megaforce, the first season, is not that bad. It's it's pretty typical for recent Power Rangers seasons. When they, they go into Super Megaforce. Theme. Well, that's the second. Yeah, when they you go into the second it. season, they, they ruined it. They completely, <laughs> they really shouldn't have even tried to do Gokaiger. Yeah. Gokaiger is, is such a masterpiece it of is. an anniversary season. I mean, it's it's the way to do an anniversary season. 100%. And uh, that Sentai's... Um, uh, did it again recently with um I can't even remember the the name of the season that came out like dinosaur last year. One. Um, was it the dinosaur one or was it the train one? No, it was after that. It was. Uh, it's only got one human. Um, oh, that's right. Up. They, it's only got one human, and the other ones are robots. Yes, and they're all based after things from previous seasons, right? Yes. Yes. Um, even the Mighty Morphin Zord has like a thing, right? Yep. Yep. Um, that's cool. I'll find it. Then Kyger. Yes. Yeah, there it was. Um, yeah, they had. Yeah, it was like Mighty Morphin and and uh, Operation Overdrive and Mystic uh, Force and a handful of those. So, kind of looking forward, I'm pretty excited to talk about the toys and the Zords because, man, this is Egyptian themed, and I know that you're mm-hmm. super into history and archaeology and that sort of stuff. And this is right on par with that. With all of the themes in this season. And I had a lot of the toys growing up. I had a Pyramidus. I was super into the Gold Ranger, and I can't wait to get to that portion, but I have to be patient as much as it sucks. Uh, we will talk about the complete travesty that is uh, David Yost's character, but we'll, mm-hmm. then we'll get to that because this is a good season to point it out of all the points where they could have done something and yep. they chose not to. And yeah, Haim Saban, we will roast you. Uh, oh, it'll continue. <laughs> I've been doing it for three years. I'm going to keep doing it now. That man was robbed of a good opportunity. Never escape my wrath. But no, I, I, uh, like I said, when we started, I love the, the theming of, of this season. It's really, I like, I like O-Ranger and I like the theming from Mm O-Ranger. They don't do a lot with the ancient history themes in, uh, in Zeo, but I mean, it's there. Oh yeah. (laughs) It's all over the place. The suit designs are 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 just just mint. I like love the suit designs. I love the Zord designs. Both they they have a couple different Megazords that pop up, and I love all of them. Um, I had most of them. I think I don't never. I don't think I ever had a Pyramidus. Sadly, uh, I thought the Cannon Turtle was cool, and then they hit me with a fucking pyramid that shot lightning, <laughs> and I was like, oh my god! <laughs> carrier Zords like that's the thing they don't really do anymore in in the like newer shows is yeah. the carrier. The idea of just one giant, one large single and then Megazord stacking to put all them. the others in. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. I love yes. that. We got to bring that back. I need a giant. I need robots that turn into buildings. Now, do you? That's what I need. I don't know. You you didn't you didn't have a Pyramidus, you said. No. So, do you know what the cool thing about Pyramidus was? You could take the back off, and you could put all you could put the normal Zord away inside of Pyramidus, (laughs) and then close it up. (laughs) So I had the turbo. I don't remember what it was called, but I had I had the uh, the turbo. Oh, where they drive up into them? Yes. And they could drive up into it, and it it like folded down into like a tractor trailer kind of thing. Mm That it would drive away and then it would fold up and they could all roll down. I love that. I, lo- I had I, the Lightspeed Rescue Train that was like that as well. Yes, <laughs> Lightspeed Rescue is another great season. That's hey, maybe well, man. <laughs> that's such a good season too. Yeah, but yeah. I think that's all we really have to talk about. Let's rate this week's episode. It's just you and I this week. We are planning on having a couple guests from the Project Louder Network pop mm-hmm. in here or there, but these are your core duos, me and Cam here. Cam, what would you rate 
the first episode of Power Rangers Zeo. Uh, 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 what are we going out of? We're, uh, we're going out of... Uh, Let's do five. Going out of five? Um, I'm going to give it... Uh, uh, it's so hard with a part one because you don't get, <laughs> you don't get very much out of it. Uh, I want to give it a four because it did really good, in my opinion, of uh, building off immediately, just carrying over the hype and the energy from the, the finale of season mm-hmm. three. Uh, jumping into, okay, here's what happened. Here's like kind of the new normal that we're moving into. Here's the new base. Here's the new villains and get ready. Cause we're gonna have to figure out new powers. Yes. And I think that's, uh, I don't know. It like gets you really hyped to jump into part two. Uh, and honestly makes you want to go back and watch the end of season three. Absolutely. I, I agree. Like, you know, like I mentioned, there's a specific look to this episode that we really mm-hmm. haven't seen before. And then just, like you said, it's the transition here, and that's really well done. And I would agree. I'd, I'd give that a, a four out of five for a Zeo beginning part one. That's four out of five for the first episode. That's, that's not too bad. It's a Zeo number four green. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I'm hyped. But thank you for joining us on the first episode of Stronger Than Before, a Power Rangers Zeo podcast. I am the pod boss, TJ Bowser. I'll see you guys next time. And I'm Cam, one of the Beat Bad Beetle Bros. I'll see you around. The all-new Power Rangers Zeo is coming, morphing to a whole new level of excitement. I think the monsters are very cool. Now the other one was really cool, but this one's even better. I love the new swords. They're strong, they're fast, and they're awesome. It's the all-new Power Rangers Zeo Special Sneak Preview tomorrow on Fox Kids.